In this episode of Cutscenes, we fight our nemesis, Nemesis, in Resident Evil Apocalypse. Let's get right into it. Video game movie podcast. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. I'm Jacob McCourt. I'm Katie Lesbrons. And I'm Travis Colnett. And this week we are talking about 2004's Resident Evil Apocalypse. But before we jump in, I want to introduce our fourth chair, special guest, Control Alt Noob. She's a content creator across Twitch and YouTube. Welcome to the show. Woo! Welcome. welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, if folks don't know about you and your work, uh, tell tell the audience what you do. Um, okay, yeah, I'm a Twitch streamer and I also do YouTube. Uh, I play a lot of variety of different games, uh, mostly games with like stories, uh, like a bit of multiplayer as well. That's like the gist of it. <laughs> They're so fun. Tell us about some of the series that you've done on your YouTube channel. On YouTube, yeah. So I, I guess by the time this is coming out, I'll have just finished VLR, uh, Virtue's Last Reward. Um, and my next series will be Zero Time Dilemma because I'm deep in that series right now. Um, nice. And then just a lot of my VODs come out from Twitch. Uh, I've recently done like quite a few smaller story games. Like I did Oxenfree, um, Her Story, um, games like that. And you do PlayStation Plus recaps too, right? Oh yeah, each month I play the um, PS Plus games for like an hour each or something just to see whether they're worth playing and um, do a roundup at the end of the month of if it was a good month or not. So nice. that's my YouTube channel. <laughs> you can find what she does on Twitch at Control Alt Noob Zero and on YouTube at Control Alt Noob. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff there, so check it out. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> We are going to start this show as we start every one of our episodes with the segment we call the tutorial. This time, since there's four of us, we're each going to take 15 seconds, hot potato style, to give you the high-level plot of this very bad movie. Oops, sorry, there goes my opinion already. Uh, Who wants to go first? This always makes me so nervous. I could start. Oh my god. Okay, so Katie is one. Who wants to go second? I'll go two. You'll go two? Laura, do you want one? I'll go three. You'll go three and I'll go four. Okay. Yeah. So Katie, Travis, Noob, myself. All right. So I'm going to put a clock up. You've each got 15 seconds uh, and we will start now. Okay. So we are back in Raccoon City. Uh, Mila Jovovich is uh, in the city now. There are soldiers that came down. The virus has escaped the hive um, and they're trying, the government is trying to shut it down. Yeah, so the government's trying to shut it down because uh, the virus is everywhere and they've like barricaded Raccoon City into a thing and we meet like cool badass cop Jill Valentine and she does stuff and then they all meet together um, to, oh yeah, there's a guy named Carlos. Okay. Um, yeah, the city's locked down. They can't get out. Um, and then there's zombies everywhere. And then like they're like, let's do Project Nemesis. And then he comes along and um, stars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a doctor and he wants to get his daughter out of the city. Oh, yeah. And that's what everyone is trying to do for the entire dumb movie is get the daughter, escape the city before it gets nuked. Because, hey, this city's going to get nuked. Surprise. Resident Evil Apocalypse. Good oh job, God. Jacob. Bring oh in the God. plot right at the end. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is the plot. Here's the plot. <laughs> yeah. Remember the whole thing this movie's about for 90 minutes? Yeah. Nu- nuclear weapon. Ooh, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't we just start by sharing... This is the second time that we've covered uh, the Resident Evil series on this podcast. If you're listening to this one first, you may want to go back to our Resident Evil episode in season one. Uh, you already know what I know, what Travis knows, what Katie knows... Uh, Laura, aka Noob, tell me about your history with the Resident Evil franchise, both in games and in movies. Okay, so I grew up watching the games, but I'm not like a horror gamer, so I've never actually played any of them, but I did grow up like watching them on PS1 and then um, beyond, and I watched the movies as well in the past. I really liked them. Yeah. In, in the past. I, I brought someone to help me. <laughs> You need an I'm ally. Sorry, I really did. Yeah. 
Um, and like, um, yeah, I'm quite a huge fan um, of the actual like game franchise. Uh, so it's been interesting watching this uh, because I wasn't as much of a fan back then. So it's like, it's been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie came out in 2004 and it came out a couple years after the first one. If you remember the end of the first movie, essentially, like, Jill is on a motorcycle in Raccoon City Alice. after being extracted. Jill, Alice. Wow, Alice. God. Wow. Did you already show you how well I paid attention? This? I wrote notes, I swear to God. Jeez. Um, <laughs> so Alice is on a motorcycle being badass uh, in Raccoon City, and the world is kind of crumbling around her. The entire Raccoon City is being infested by zombies. The hive, they escaped. Help me here, like oh my god! Set set the stage. I'm doing a terrible job, Travis. Why don't you Why don't you take a try? Or Katie? Katie maybe wants. To, I see Katie looking at. I I'm pondering. Oh. So yeah, the zombies are out. <laughs> it, the virus is just spreading like wildfire. Like it is just running rampant through the whole city. So basically, the government shows up and they're like, "We got to shut this thing down because it's going to get out of control and basically just take out the world." So mm-hmm. they, you know, what they, they shut down the bridge and they're like planning on nuking the place yeah in a nutshell yeah more or less y- y'all y'all kind of got it <laughs> <laughs> in fill, fill in the holes for us let's see so like at the end of the last movie mila jovovich's character alice was like taken by these people in white suits and stuff and experimented on and she gets she wakes up unconscious like she wakes up she's by herself in this like laboratory and she's got a bunch of like things plugged into her and it's a really visceral scene and she, you know, stumbles out into the city to see that it's complete a complete wasteland, right? And so this movie kind of opens with like like half a day before all of like the shit hit the fan and you kind of get to see okay, for some reason they went back into the hive to go figure out what happened down there and because they're dumb, the zombies got out. And so it's just going <laughs> through the city and Jill is like this badass cop lady that just kind of comes in and shoots people in the police precinct randomly you know like Which, how does she okay. know she also she shows up with a gun do these cops in the precinct not have guns she's the only one who has a gun <laughs> or like the only one who knows how to use their gun like i don't understand yeah. they're all like Help also us. More importantly, she showed up in the shortest skirt possible, which doesn't seem functional for the job of being a I cop. I mean, have you seen what she... It's literally like, like, it's the costume from the games. Bear that in mind. I will <laughs> accept the costume simply because that's what she's wearing in one of the games. Like, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, not functional at all. And so she's part of Stars. Is that kind of how that works? Yeah. Yes. Sure. And which what is, is Stars? Uh, uh... Oh, what is it again? It's it's a combination of special words. Special tactics special, yeah. and rescue. Go ahead. Oh, no, you've got as far as I go. I was going to say special <laughs> tactical Some army. sort of team. Something security. security. <laughs> yeah. Special tactics and rescue services. Oh, there we go. There also go. known as the special tactics and rescue squad in early localizations of the game. I was yeah. going to throw a super in there somewhere for one of those S's, but <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Yeah, and so somehow Jill knows to shoot them in the head. We never really know why she knows this. She's like a disgraced cop. I don't know. And then, she, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, and so they're kind of all on the run, um, trying to outrun these zombies. And she kind of collects, Jill collects like a, a bunch of other people. One guy that got bitten and a news reporter lady. And uh, <laughs> they all hide out in a church. And then Alice shows up to save them. I don't know how she knew she, they were there, but I mean, she did. <laughs> and yeah, like, honestly, I'll give it to you, Jacob. This movie's not as good. <laughs> that was said with so much reluctance. It's, oh, I can't even take it. The, the thing that I like about this movie is that it kind of leans into the camp a little bit more. But that first one is just generally good. This one's like a little bit more campy. And I'm like, okay, like there's some ridiculousness with some of the shots and there's a little bit of wonkiness and it's it doesn't totally make sense. And where that felt like that first movie was a little bit tighter, I guess. And this one's like, there's plot holes here, but I just stopped paying attention to the plot holes and just started to enjoy the rest of it because I knew I needed to come out on the side of liking this movie or I lose all credibility. <laughs> this movie is 90 minutes long and nothing really happens for about 60 minutes of this movie 
Debate me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, what? Like half hour in, Alice flies through a church window on a motorcycle. That happens. Things uh-huh. happen. There's they don't action make sequences. sense. Yeah. Things happened. <laughs> I I argue that it that hour and Thanks. a half felt like two hours. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was like, this is an hour and a half movie. It's it felt like a long time, and I don't. And I, see that ninety minutes felt like fifty to me because I was just like, the first hour could have been truncated into about ten minutes, and then we get into like, oh, final scene that has implications on the next movie, which like. We'll get into it, but I found that the last 20 minutes of the movie could have been in the sequel. Huh? I didn't follow you around that bend. The last 20 minutes could have been in the next movie? The last 20 minutes could have been in the next movie when because it, it was so different when from When would you the, have ended this movie? Yeah. Uh, when they went away in the helicopter. Oh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I guess. They did that. They kind of... I think they do that, though, don't they? Like, they kind of try and set up the next one... At the end of the last one, but um, yeah, no, you, yeah. you're nailing it like right on the head because they did it at the end of the first one, where like we pretty much got the exact same scene from the end of the first one in this movie too, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, gotta have a walking out in a dressing gown, right? Like, yeah. oh, in a towel. Like they've got to fit that in somehow. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I did too. I did not pick up on that. That they're like, no, you need to be wearing almost nothing <laughs> to, to end the movie. You know, on a high note. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, at least, okay, in the church, um, I have to say the liquors weren't great, but they were a drastic improvement over the last movie. Yes. Because the last movie was absurdly uh, just, just comical how terrible they mm-hmm. looked. They mm-hmm. were fine. They were there. They were CGI'd. They weren't that scary, but like they were, they existed and they didn't look awful. I liked the the thing that I liked about this movie is the monster design. Like that to me is is the best thing in this movie. Nemesis's design, I I would imagine he's part like animatronic or puppet. His design was fantastic. No, it's a guy in a suit. I looked it yeah. up. Really? Yeah, it it's a guy be, in a yeah. suit. Literally, they tell got me some, more. They got some six foot seven guy to like wear the suit, and the only like CGI that's on him is to like give him the effects of his eye. Um, when you get close ups of his eye, literally. I looked oh, it up because really? I was like, oh, interesting. And he appears like, so if the, if the church thing happens, he appears like really quickly after that where um, he attacks a set of like stars operatives and the civilian who's like the wisecracking Lloyd Jefferson Wade, yeah. a.k.a. LJ, LJ, played by Mike Epps. Uh, and like that was actually a cool sequence. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're all like, mm. I, it, it was, was okay. fine. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, you're like, oh, they're setting a thing up where they're like, you, they're testing out this project that, that this government agency created this guy. So they're like, let's go. Let's have him kill some of ours. That's the way to test him out. Their yeah, whole strategy <laughs> for testing out Nemesis, I, I question all of it. I don't understand. <laughs> How do you summarize their testing? Uh, have him kill uh, your own assets, basically. <laughs> there's there's monsters everywhere. There's liquors. There's zombies. You could test him on any of those things. There's there's monsters to kill. And they're like, nah, we're going to kill our own people because that's the best <laughs> way to test weapons. I don't get it. I I literally like please take the reins for me because I I don't I don't want to sit here and poo poo on this movie for fifty minutes. Are you sure? Please, I okay. feel like you do. Uh, well, I do, but I don't think that that would be productive for podcasting. <laughs> okay, I have some specific poo pooing to do. Um, <laughs> yes, poo poo away. Okay, okay. So Jill shows up, Jill Valentine, because Jill Valentine is in this movie, and when she shows up, I'm like, oh sweet, Jill Valentine's in this movie. That's awesome. This should be good. And then she started speaking, and I thought, oh, no, Jill Valentine is in this movie, because it was not good. It was not good. I feel like acting ability was, like, fifth on their list of requirements for casting that part. They were like, you kind of look like her. You, you seem to know how to hold a gun, and, like, I don't know, you look good in a skirt. 
And somewhere <laughs> down there, she kind of acts. But it's, it's I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't my like, favorite. It's not just the acting though, right? Like, it's the writing too. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, yes. I felt like she they tried so hard to make her a badass that she just came off as like, what are you going on about? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what you going on about? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot there. You're right. She just kind of glares at people and like makes somewhat snarky comments. And that's that's all she does. She literally yeah. is getting saved by Alice and looks jealous at the exact same time. <laughs> yes. I was so irritated. I was like, really? The girls are jealous of each other? Really? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> So so I guess we, we've talked about like how they meet. We've introduced Nemesis. The plot, the thing that drives the story forward is that Dr. Ashford. My God. Dr. Ashford, who's a high level person within the Umbrella Corporation, which is the most powerful commercial entity in the world who caused this T-virus thing, essentially is trying to get his daughter out of Raccoon City. She is in her school that has been overtaken by zombies so um, Dr. Ashford makes a deal with Jill and Alice and the group and says, hey, if you help me get my daughter out, I will guide you to safety and get you out of this city that, by the way, is about to be nuked because Umbrella Corporation has that much power that they can just nuke an entire city and no one will be the wiser yeah. and no one will ask questions. Why not? I mean, the thing is, I think you have to suspend your disbelief for this movie to work. And that's what I do. I just like turn my brain off, just watch it, just enjoy it. Essentially, the Angela thing, trying to find Angela is getting all of the characters from different areas into one location. So then we have our our core cast of characters, right? We've got Jill, Carlos, um, LJ, um, Alice, and they're working together. I mean, everyone else that doesn't matter dies along the way. And then, you know, by about halfway through this movie, we've only got the main cast cast left right um and they're looking for angela they find her we get some zombie dog action which was fun um (laughs) we get we get um jill screwing up like a big explosion scene and then alice essentially steals it with the the gas in the kitchen uh with the cigarette blowing everything up yeah essentially jill like didn't do it and then alice had to come in and save the day again i thought to myself i'm like what if what if the matches burn out? Like what you know these things sometimes it don't it doesn't work out. Like you just this throw movie, matches, they stay lit, and then they went out. And I was like, ah, this movie so realistic. <laughs> yes, see so realism. Realistic. That's realism. what they went for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, realism. Those matches would not light that kitchen. No. <laughs> and then um, I like how that's what you guys take issue with, and not the fact that she now has superhuman powers and cool can jump that. really high and nope. go really fast. Totally fine with that. Also, yeah. they kind of explain that. Yeah, they totally um, explain it. I don't... There, there's a lot of thing. I appreciate the campiness. Yeah. I appreciate that they're just like, you know what? This is ridiculous. It's Resident Evil. Like, let's all calm down and just like do some... Cra- throw some zombies and some zombie dogs and shoot some stuff and have a good time. My issue is just that the, the writing's not very good. Like, no. just like conversationally, the writing's not very good. The acting's not the best <laughs> the, even th- the action scenes are like super choppy and just mm-hmm. like you can't even really make out what's happening half the yeah. time whereas if the action scenes yeah like <laughs> the editing is bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah but and i don't know in the church as well you just kind of see what was happening like there was something going on with a liquor and then suddenly they were all safe again and i was like what just happened <laughs> she was just about to get killed you know, my least favorite thing was, and I don't know if you noticed it, Laura, was the slow-mo that they used. Whenever a zombie came around, they would use like this really weird slow motion that was like really choppy, and I hated it so much. Yeah, it's it very like, old. Like five frames per second on a game or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Zombies are coming five frames per second. Go. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think of like special effects in like the early 90s when they're trying to hide how bad it is so they're like do like that choppy frame thing that looks cool and dramatic i guess but it's like no this was like 2004 like you don't need to do that anymore why you doing that it is not aged well at all like no like that i'll i'll admit this is not the best one obviously that first especially compared i'm gonna defend that first one but Comparatively, this one was much more, less horror, more action. 
for sure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The, I think it lost a little bit of, because the first movie was so much contained in the hive, it was, there was so much of an unknown and no one had the upper hand. It felt like everyone was in the losing position and there was a bigger sense of horror where this one, you really, like, it, it's just kind of like action piece to action piece to action mm-hmm. piece. Like when the movie started up and you get the rating, on, so I used my double feature DVD again and I, um, <laughs> As you it, do. it pulled up the rating and it's like rated R. And, you know, when it gives you the, the warnings, the warning was nonstop violence. And I was like, nonstop? <laughs> no way. Oh, nonstop. I need to take a picture of it. But I was like, wow, they, like, like the rating people were like, this is nonstop violence. <laughs> So that's, that's kind of how it felt. Like there and was what is that worse than violence? I don't know. Like does that make the rating any worse? Like, I, don't I don't know. Um, like you were saying, this one is less horror, whereas the first one is more like foreboding. Like there's like a whole, um, it's mysterious. You don't really know what you're gonna match. You're gonna see, and like I, I think of that shot with the uh, the first zombie that has like it's broken ankle and it's dragging that axe behind it and it's yeah. just like the sound of the axe dragging is like it's more horror whereas yeah this is just like they're just shooting things like they're yeah. just like over there grenade ba, 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 and they're like now nemesis is here and he's shooting torpedoes and shit like <laughs> I, even like it's, yeah it's super action heavy the first movie has very specific set pieces like you've got that first scene you've got the laser mm-hmm. room you've got the room with the the water filling up like you've got very specific well orchestrated set pieces where this one is yeah just here's a horde of zombies everyone's just kind of shooting like there's some kind of messy violence happening in the middle and i don't know like i think that's where it loses a little bit of the charm that I liked from the first one because it's not as it, it just doesn't have moments. that like yeah there's no moments for you to look back on right I can't think of like a specific like thing I can remember her coming through the church window with yes. the the um, motorcycle because it's very specific but like the whole in between feels very like samey all the way through. And I think that's probably what is, you know, making it feel like it's not working as much because then you also don't have like good writing or like character development or even <laughs> personalities in the first place to like kind of work with. Right. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's kind of the same. I mean, what's his name? LJ was fun. He was like the most like. Even that I was like, oh, they're doing like the funny the- black guy. Like, yeah. I don't know. I was like, oh, uh, it kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. They're like, oh, we need to throw somebody in there. Let's make it a funny black guy. Like, it was very... He's doing the Chris Tucker thing from Rush Hour. Yeah, I don't know that it aged that well. (laughs) No, probably not. No, (laughs) at one point he said, uh, GTA mother effer. (laughs) And I was just like, I just, I hate this so much. And I'm not like sitting here on my high horse. That I'm okay with because I'm like, oh, that's just a stupid joke. That like, (laughs) I don't know. That's like, this is a dumb video game movie. And he's running over zombies with his car. Why no, not? I, like, I even like. I just imagine someone in the theater just being like, "Yeah, I love Grand Theft yeah. Auto." Yeah, like fourteen-year-old boy being like, "That was awesome." <laughs> Carmageddon, baby. Uh, can I ask a, a fun? This is a fun trivia for for y'all. Where do you think this movie was filmed? Ooh, ooh, I'll, ooh. I'll start. I'll start with Laura. Actually, where do you think this movie was filmed? Toronto. <laughs> Yup. No. It is. Yup. Toronto. Yeah, this movie is is filmed in Toronto. And I I knew it because in one of the scenes, there's like an iconic fight, iconic. And there's a pizza pizza in the background, which is like like the Canadian pizza joint. And I'm just like, I know where this is. Oh, really? It's Toronto. (laughs) No way. Sorry. (laughs) Of course it is. So yeah, what they all... They find Angela. Yeah, so they They, find Angela and then essentially they're trying to make their way out because I don't understand how Umbrella managed to barricade the entire city within like 12 hours. Like, how did they bridge? There's a bridge. But there's like a giant wall around. Like, is it it like. Why can't people just walk out of the city? I'm confused. There's a bridge, dude. (laughs) Is it an island? (laughs) I don't know, but they said we closed the bridge. Okay, but like... Therefore, suspension of disbelief. 
They closed the bridge. You can't get People out. People are trying to get it's all over. in the city. <laughs> They're trying to get out right? of the City. People are trying to get in. Out of out the city. Or in. Out. No one can go in or out. Yeah, but it's they a want quarantine, to, man. They want to leave. They want to leave. We should have quarantines down by now. I mean, yeah. we have experience now. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you can't build a wall around a city in 12 hours. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, either way um so yeah they they're trying to get to this chopper or this plane um essentially to get out of the city but uh ashford is i'm assuming betrayed by the other evil scientist dude in this i don't know who he was but his name is kane major timothy kane sure, sure. and he <laughs> uh he tricks them into going there so he can have his final like science experiment between his two nemesis projecty kind of things like he's got his two different path he said specifically like something along the lines of like you know two different re- um, research paths one ended with nemesis and one ended with alice and he wants to see which one is the better one so he has them duke it out in like an arena style <laughs> thing in front of you know our cast of characters also one stupid one <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One we have two great warriors that we've created here let's just get rid of one just for shits and giggles. <laughs> Why does he care? And even his threat, he was like, oh, I'll kill one of these people, you know, if you don't do as I ask. And then he kills the scientist. And he's like, that was a like top scientist for our corporation. What makes you think I won't kill the other ones? And I'm <laughs> right? like, what? Like the one Alice doesn't know, you're going to kill him first. The one that actually has strategic value to you, you're going to kill first. Instead realistically of- the the wise choice horribly evil and insane it's terrible but you shoot the the girl in the knee you shoot the little girl <laughs> in the knee and then you're like oh my god that's messed up he shot the little girl in the knee and then you'll do anything right you're like he's capable right. of anything right but no he just killed the guy that's actually he's a valuable asset to the umbrella corporation <laughs> imagine the people that i don't care about does it make sense he's right, a like, terrible manager yeah <laughs> So they fight, and it's cool. Yeah, they duke it out. Nemesis is cool. They duke it out. At one point, there's a like steel rebar or something that's pulled out, which, and they then they fight with swords. Which is also funny. Like, drop all your weapons and fight. And then he, Nemesis is like, yeah, fuck this. I'm going to break some metal <laughs> off and make a sword. <laughs> Clearly not a fair fight. I need a sword. And also, yeah. doesn't that make him superior? But no, he throws Alice... Yeah, a baton. Uh, like a baton, like a police baton. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, I, that 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 like ingenuity could possibly make Nemesis superior. But he's like, no, like he is altering his own research project. Yes. Like there, this is not, this isn't like a double blind controlled study. Like he's just like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to influence this. Yeah. Like I want this one to win. So I'm going to yeah. let this side, <laughs> yeah. just give this one a little boost. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So Nemesis dies. Not Nemesis gets like incapacitated, and that's when like everything goes to to the poops. When, like, go ahead, Laura. I feel like more than that happened though, right? Because yes. like she she was killing him, and then she was like remembering who he is and stuff. Yes. And then she, he's like, "Oh, but I'm sorry." And then he's like, <laughs> recognizes her, and he's like. I love her. Well, he doesn't say it, but it's you can see it story. in his eyes. It's the emotional high point of the whole movie. You're right. <laughs> and then he lives, and um, the scientist is like gonna leave and stuff, and he's like orders Nemesis to kill Alice. So Nemesis like gets his guns or whatever and shoots everybody else except Alice. Yeah. And um, because he loves her. He loves her. <laughs> And then he dies because the helicopter that he shoots down lands on him and <laughs> kills him. Wait, what? I missed that entirely. That yeah. 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 yeah, he rocket launches <laughs> two helicopters. <laughs> and they hit him. It's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <sighs> this is where, like, I'd been on board with everything, kind of, until this moment. And then I was like... What? <laughs> this is Nemesis. You got Nemesis, and this yeah. is what you're doing with him. Yeah. <laughs> he should really catch the helicopter and like throw it at somebody. If we're really talking, <laughs> if we're gonna go for it, like if he's his, Nemesis, his own helicopter blows up in his face. <laughs> Literally. But also just like I don't know. He's like he's a scary villain. He shouldn't be falling mm-hmm. in love with Alice. Like <laughs> what the hell? 
Because it's actually Matt. Remember Matt from the first oh, yeah. movie? Oh, yeah. Remember him? <laughs> they were Matt. <laughs> One of the ones who survived the first movie. <laughs> Out of all the characters that died. So so this is when the movie like does that weird thing where the last 20 minutes sets up the next movie. Yeah. Because Alice wakes up in a tank. Because she's been like burned really badly. So like half her face is burned. She ends she's up... stabbed through the chest yeah, because yeah, like... The- a thing she came oh. to save Angie to save yeah. Angela. She like dove in front and like took a freaking I don't know a spear through the chest or something. Yeah, yeah, because the nuke went off while they were flying away, right on the helicopter. So that's what made them crash, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how she got burned. And so the rest of them must have made it out fine, and they just left dead Alice there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, oh shit, okay, she's done. So they all leave, and then. Uh, and then, yeah, so she wakes up in a tank, and it's uh, Ser Jorah is there, and he... <laughs> Ser Jorah. He's there, and he, uh, you know, is this scientist, and she fights her way out. Lo and behold, she kind of remembers everything, and she remembers her name and whatnot, and um, she she exits the building, and everyone's got guns drawn on her. And then out of a vehicle that pops out is, like, Jill and LJ and Carlos and they're all like in like leather suits and they're like oh yeah we're totally supposed to be here uh she's with us and then like they they dip and apparently Ser Jorah lets her go like as part yeah. of the experiment huh? that yeah that made utterly no sense although the whole thing of like her waking up and then being like oh I don't know uh, she has no memory in this and that, and then she like quickly gets her memory back, and then she just murders everybody. That was uh, probably my favorite scene of the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Because it's just you like mean the a psychic the psychic thing. murders. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she looks up in the camera and like psychic murders the guy at the controls, and he starts bleeding out of his eyes. <laughs> that was probably part of my favorite scene of the movie because because it, it's it was a set a, piece. Yes, it's a set piece. It's this is happening as opposed to just like bombs and guns and this and that it's like no no this is the thing it's so, not yeah. just nondescript violence happening in the background it's like it's purposeful it's, violence. yeah it's specific you know well choreographed specific violence right yes um i will say not to spoil the next movie this does seem like it sets up a great movie going forward <laughs> there's like a five-year time jump and none of this matters no. <laughs> sorry what <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, I'm actually the one major thing about this franchise and I'm sure once we get to the next movie is something I will talk about is this the first two movies are really well like linked up directly direct sequels to each other. The next one feels like they're like, "Oh, let's take it in a different direction." And some things don't pan out in terms of their cast and they do a time jump and this little ending doesn't get directly followed up on in the same way that let's say the ending from the last movie got followed up on directly in this one. I feel like they probably realized that the only good part of these movies is Mila Jovovich. (laughs) And they were like, all those other people we can probably cut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We can talk about it more once we get to extinction, which is the next one. But yeah. Travis, there are six of these. Yeah, there are. Is it six or seven? Yeah. There are six of these. Yeah, I yeah. think they're making the seventh. Aren't they making another one? I think it's no. They're making a. I think it's like a reboot, relaunch oh. kind of thing. Like they finished. There was a final chapter movie that like finished this all out. Just More as a little teaser. Wonderfulness to come, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> great. I'm really looking forward to it, as you can tell. Uh, this is a great point for us to go into the next segment of our program, uh, which is a segment that we call Critical Hits. It is a segment where we read choice user reviews from Metacritic.com, and I will start with the first one. Uh, Walker14 gave this movie a 10 and said, once again, I don't get why people don't like the movie. (laughs) They introduced the nemesis, and it was pretty awesome. There are zombies, a lot of them, and other mutations. And Valentine, I mean, wow! What a movie! Beside, Beside of having a lot of action moments, it has really intense ones. The fight between Alice and Nemesis, for example, it makes you hold your breath every single minute. 
could you be any more condescending reading for Walking Fourteens? <laughs> oh, I, I really could. I'll save it for the next oh, one. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Um, Katie, you're next. Next up, Grandpa Joe, 6191. Uh, this review came out in 2011. So the movie had time to <laughs> marinate. So now this is the movie I was waiting for. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Now, this is the movie I was waiting to point my finger and mock at. Resident Evil Apocalypse offers nothing new. The whole plot is inspired by the video game. The story is more dumb and inane, and even the cast messed up this one. That's it's not the cast's fault. It's the casting agency and the writers. Like it they, they, anyway. I strongly recommend to not watch this. You will regret. Oh, the score boy. is a 3. Nice. Travis, do you have one that's a little more glowing? Yeah, so cheating me? I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> I gave it an eight and says, haters, critics can hate, but the movie was good and better than most action movies out there. Incredible action and even more incredible acting. Suck on that. <laughs> well, there you it's go. It's a great eight out of ten. Laura, you're up next. All right. This one is from Vince and it, he, they gave it a two. Uh, wow, this movie is terrible. Stay away from it and save a couple million of your neurons <laughs> that are going to die if you watch this. Just when we think Hollywood can't sink, can sink no further, we get a piece of art like this to disprove us. <laughs> piece of art. Wow. Wow, that's a, that's a rough two out of ten from a 2013. Piece of art. <laughs> that's what I'm taking from that review is <laughs> just ignore the rest yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna give you a, a 10 out of 10 review from steven c from 2008 are you ready travis yeah yeah yeah. <clears throat> the best movie out of the three oh fast-paced awesome boss and lj is really funny Good god right how out, was that it was right out of the 90s the way you thank you <laughs> i'm from a cartoon yeah. here i am oh my god <laughs> Katie, do you want to get our last one here? And I apologize. It's very long. All right. That's okay. We're going to do this. Hoops2448 <laughs> gives it a two. They said, what a soulless, lifeless, emotionless piece pile of drivel. Resident Evil Apocalypse takes all the camp video game fun of the first film and chucks it on the cutting room floor for the zombie dogs to eat. Mila Jovovich returns as Alice to kill some more zombie ass and take some more names. And she is joined by some even more stunted characters on her way in the shape of Sienna Guillory's Jill Valentine, who managed to make her even more idiotic than the video game version. And Oded Furs Carlos Oliveira. The the dud from Resident Evil 3. (laughs) Jesus. I don't know why he even watched this movie. Yeah, he clearly does not like them. (laughs) Although at first it tries to build a tone of dark and depressing. I mean, it is the zombie apocalypse. It quickly realizes it's failing and turns back to camp, but throws so much of it at the viewer. It's like watching West Side Story (laughs) and Flash Gordon all at the same time. Long story short, it's terrible. And a little part of your soul will be gone after watching this. You might even forget how to talk properly and have a hankering for human flesh. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> My really? face hurts from laughing during that. If you hate the games too, it sounds like you hate the they hate Doesn't the game. like any of the characters. So from why the games are you doing any of this? Like what's this all about? <laughs> oh goodness. People be hating on the internet. Right? It's a thing. That's true. Uh, I'm gonna roll into our next segment called Min Max. It's a segment where we tell you about the good Max and the not so good Min that we haven't yet covered. So uh noob, since you are our guest today. Uh, I'm going to give you the honor of giving your mins and your maxes first. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, Do you do the min first or the max first? Whatever you like. All right. Should we start with the max? (laughs) Um, There's not a lot. (laughs) I was going to say, you can do it. I believe in you. You can find one. So... I really liked this one moment when Nemesis bursted through a wall. <laughs> and I was like, like cool that's idea. a Resident Evil thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh And like, they did a weapon drop at one point. Um, it they wasn't did. for Yeah, it wasn't for like one of our characters, but 
I was like, they do that in the games too. Like, that's oh, a cool that's little funny. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like the only things that um, I can really think of. The <laughs> I really tried. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Mins, oh, which one do I choose? <laughs> which one? <laughs> you have a hard time? <laughs> I already talked about what they did with Nemesis and how I didn't like that, so mm-hmm. I'll leave that. Right, how many times can zombies like just sneak up on a person and like either one or a whole horde, there'll be nobody around, and then suddenly zombies <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. It's like multiple times. Every set piece it happened in yes. the graveyard. They all just <laughs> dug the way out of the coffins. Like Immediately. what the heck? <laughs> And like nobody either well one nobody saw it coming because that wouldn't happen <laughs> but two like just so many zombies at one time in the school how did she not hear all the little kids like <laughs> literally bombarded mm-hmm. there was nobody and then they were all there and then there was like there was always around the corner there was one they're ready to scare you and it's like come on man wise up like I've not been in a zombie apocalypse and I know this stuff oh my god it's so good (laughs) yeah I mean it was quite funny I did laugh every time it happened I'm taking it as a max that that sounds like a max to me can I uh, can I go next and give you my minor very quick sure my max uh, the final scene, uh, the final action scene is filmed in Nathan Phillips Square in Toronto. And I really loved uh, City Hall is used for part of the, the shot. And the shot where like a helicopter shoots the glass and like Mila Jovovitz like runs as the glass is breaking, I thought was like really well done. Wow. It looked great. It's very That's generous of you. Thank you. Good for you, man. Thank you. I <laughs> loved it. Uh, one of the few redeeming qualities in this movie. Uh, and my min, I will just keep it very simple and say all of the like lower thirds and like title cards from that like had like umbrella stuff. Mm. I just hated them. The font was terrible and I just, I hated them so much. I'm like, why is this font look like it's from 1985 <laughs> and an overhead projector? I don't know. I hated it. Small detail. There you go. Oh Mins and maxes. <laughs> I don't even remember them. Right, I, I can go. <laughs> Um, oh, I remembered them. <laughs> Max, I guess I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. It's not it's not super complex. Like, it's pretty shallow. But still, I was like, oh, I see what they're doing where they're kind of positioning Alice where she could be, where she could be the villain, where they're, where they're mirroring her waking up and Nemesis waking up and, like, what they did to both of them and how it's basically they're the kind of, they're similar and I'm like, oh, she could kind of be a villain. And then at the end, she's like mind killing random security guards who she doesn't even really have to kill. And I'm like, oh, she's kind of a monster. And she kind of says that. And they kind of say, no, you're not a monster. I don't know. They're playing with a little bit where I was like, oh, there's like a nugget there that they're not going to utilize properly at <laughs> all. But there's something there where I'm like, oh, they could, they could make use of this. And it could be interesting. <laughs> but it won't be. But that's my max. Um, Min, um, I thought you were going to steal mine, Jacob, but you didn't. To do with that whole, um, those little write-ups at the bottom of the screen that are like, we're at this place, or it's three months later, or this and that. The font's terrible, you're right. Um, my issue was that I'm like, I don't need you to tell me everything. Everything. They're like, a school. I'm like, yeah, I figured that out. It looks like a school. Like, there's kids running out of it. And they're like, we're at this place. I'm like... Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> you you could you could say this, and also they did say these things with dialogue. I'm like, you told me that it's a school, but then they're like, her school, or I don't know what the hell they said. Raccoon but it was City's like they're spelling school. it out for me. Yeah, yes, it was some. It was the city uh, Raccoon City Junior School. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> you don't need to tell me that. Oh I don't understand. God. So yeah, they're just like they really seem to think that you're really stupid. Because they are just spoon feeding you every little uh, environment detail and everything. I'm like, yeah, I, you don't, you don't need to tell me that. It bothered <laughs> me a lot. Every time it showed up, I was like, yeah, I know, I know we're in Raccoon City. You said it 15 times. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay, Go ahead, Travis. <laughs> sure. Um, so my max is I really liked the recap of the first movie at the beginning of this movie. I thought it was concise. It was clear. It made sense. And then I liked that they 
brought it back with it actually being the her giving the introduction into the video camera um oh yeah at the end like so i right off the bat i really liked that recap and i thought like oh they like they trimmed all the fat off the first movie they didn't go into crazy detail they gave you the like core information she was clear about it you didn't even have to watch the first one you could just be like oh this is what happened cool good and then the fact that they tied it back into it being what she was recording i thought was really well done um i'm not going to give you a min the end (laughs) (laughs) great i i will say my min only criticize only for knowing where the movie goes next you could literally remove this entire movie and it wouldn't matter. Like, you could... When we get to the next movie, where she ends up at at the end of the first movie, you literally could have just made the mental leap to where the next movie kind of starts and assume, oh yeah, okay. And then you don't need this movie. So like it's kind of pointless. I think, and that's the only reason I know that is because of where I know the next movie goes. So I think retroactively, I'm kind of like, shoot, this movie didn't matter. So that's where I'm kind of at. Do any of them matter? Stop. (laughs) We are getting to the end of our show, but before we close, I've got a little game for you guys. It's a new one uh, that I call before or after. And essentially the game is, Resident Evil Apocalypse came out on September 10th, 2004. I'm going to give you a series of games from the Resident Evil series, and I want you to tell me, did they come out before this movie or after this movie? Oh, my God. Okay. Are you guys ready? I will give you one, an easy one to start, okay? Uh Uh-oh. Sure. Resident Evil 5. Did it come out before this movie or after this movie? How is this easy? Um, I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's after, I would assume. I would assume. Uh, that's the thing. Whenever he's like, this is easy, I'm like, oh shit. It doesn't comfort me at all. It makes me more nervous. <laughs> Can my answer be or nah? <laughs> no, it cannot be. It cannot be or nah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say after. So the game. Laura? It, the, the question is the game came out before or after? Yes. Okay. Did the game come out before or after? after so too. if the movie came out September 10th of 2004, did Resident Evil 5 come out gotcha. after or before that? Gotcha. After. Yeah, I'll go after. That y'all are correct. Resident Evil 5 came out on March 5th of 2009. This is where it gets more complicated. Resident Evil 4. Did it come out before September 10th, 2004 or after? Hmm. Mm. This is hard. I'm not sure. I... I I think I'm going to go after. Because that first game came out in, I think, 97, I think. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... So I'm going to... Wait, what did I say? <laughs> you said after. I think, I think it's like just after. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go after. I'll say before, just to be different. Katie, you are right on the money. Uh, it came out uh, months after yeah. this movie oh. on January 11th of 2005. Oh my God. So after. So two points for the ladies. And Travis, our Resident Evil expert, is at one. Expert <laughs> never claimed to be such. <laughs> Resident Evil Code Veronica. Oh. Did it come out before or after this movie? I want to say before, but I don't yeah. know. I'm it's one of those before. games I don't even know where it slots into the like timeline. I'm going to say before for me. Mm-hmm. I think you guys are right. I, th- I feel like it's before Resident Evil 4. So I'm going to say before. Y'all are correct. Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica came out on February 3rd of 2000. So 21 years ago this weekend when we're recording it. We're old. (laughs) Uh, Resident Evil Zero. Did that come out before September 10th, 2004 or after? It clearly has to be. If we're going in terms of numbers, it's got to be before. Because it would have had to have come out before Resident Evil 1, which inspired this series so that I'm is how say numbers before. work that's how numbers work right <laughs> it, you go one two three code four code veronica is between when you're counting is between three and four that's how you count <laughs> code four uh i'll say one two three veronica four yes. got yeah, it yeah, yeah that's how you count so i'll say after 
You didn't say zero in the account. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't have, I can't. I have zero fingers. I One, two, three, code Veronica, four. Zero, zero. is a fist. <laughs> <laughs> I think before. I'll say before. after. I'll say after. Travis? I said before. You said before? Uh, Resident Evil Zero came out on November 12th of 2002. Oh, so before. Yes. <laughs> all right. So that Noob's means we're win at... This. Um, Newbie, how about four yeah, so far? Yeah. So four, three, and three for y'all. Yeah. Resident Evil remake on GameCube. Hmm. So this is a remake of the original game. Mm. Yes. Which I think I own. <laughs> mm. I've got one more after this. I wish I knew Nintendo better and I knew when GameCube came out. I'm going to say before. Before? Yep. I'm going to say after. Yeah, I'm going to go after after too. Oh, shit. I don't Uh, know. (laughs) This game came out on April 30th of 2002. Travis, you're correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, four and four for Travis and Laura and Katie, you're at three. So for the win... A hard one. Uh, Resident Evil Outbreak. Did that come out before or after? Do y'all even know what Resident Evil Outbreak is? Which finger is that on my hand? (laughs) (laughs) That's the finger that came out on PlayStation 2. And it was one of the few games that utilized the network functionality on the PlayStation 2 to allow you to do a cooperative Resident Evil experience that had permadeath in it. Whoa. Mm. Taking some big swings. How about them apples? Yeah. I guess oh I will say that sounds more high tech than the CGI in this movie. So I'm going to say after. <laughs> Travis says after. Katie? After. After? I'm thinking. I'm feeling so much pressure. I want to win. <laughs> if you say before and you're right, you can no longer claim to be a noob. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, that's so difficult. I know, right? Because it's PS2. And were they like, was it right at the beginning of the PS2? Where they're like, oh, because of the network thing? They're like, we can do this thing, so we're going to do it? Or mm. did it take them a few years to figure it out on the PS2? It could go yeah. either way. And when does it come I think the PlayStation came out in, <laughs> in 2000. PlayStation 2 came out in 2000, if that mm-hmm. helps. Hmm. Because I, I know Resident Evil 4 was on the Wii as well. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I'm came out uh, on GameCube. You're going to say before? Mm. So Resident Evil Outbreak came out in 2004. But the question is, did it come out before this movie or after you this movie? You tricky son of a Watch bitch. Watch it be the same day. <laughs> it came out on March 31st of 2004. Before is the correct answer. Woo! Laura, our guest, is our winner. Wow. Yay! <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> Control Alt Pro. <laughs> uh, we end this show with a very simple question. Is it should this movie be cut or seen and why? I will start. You know the answer. This movie should be cut. All these movies should probably be cut, but we will find out when we go through the you next one. cannot ones. make prejudgments like that. <laughs> this movie is like an 11 out of 100. So like, let's, let's go. Uh, who wants to give their verdict next? I can go. go. It's uh, it's it's a cut. I, you know, I tried. Welcome, welcome. Oh my god! Is that Whoa. to the dark side? <laughs> welcome to the dark side, my dear. Oh my god! <laughs> He's getting his Sith Lord on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be cut. It's just there's they tried kind of. There's a lot of things lacking. Um, if it was a little bit more charming, I feel like that could save it, and it's not. The, the writing isn't good enough for it to be charming. So, I'm a cut. Travis, why don't you go next? This is a hard one. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not gonna... Obviously, I feel like I have to say scene, but at the same time, I don't know because I literally just said you could remove this movie entirely from the franchise of films and it'd pro- and you'd be fine. It's just... <sighs> I don't want to okay. make a liar. It's okay. I'm not going to make a liar out of myself. So I guess I got to say cut, even though 
I'm still going to defend this this franchise, but out of all of them, this may be the weakest one. And I'm going to say cut, even though I don't like it. It's okay, Travis. Don't <laughs> let Jacob shame you. Yeah. It's okay. Don't shame me. <laughs> I, I won't. Maybe, uh, Laura, what do you think? Oh, I've been thinking about this all day. And it, like, <laughs> <laughs> it pains me because like I was so ready to be on Team Travis. Yes. And I was like, I've seen these movies before. I like them. But it was a long time ago. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, what have I just watched? It <laughs> <laughs> happens like, a lot I... here, yes. <laughs> can I really honestly recommend this to anybody? Um, and like... Oh, can I make one more point before we finish? Yes, of course. And I think this is the reason that, like, it bothers me is because um, I was listening to your previous Resident Evil uh, podcast, right? And you were talking about adaptations and how, like, it's okay for it to be different because it's just an adaptation. And that was fine in the first one because they didn't use that much stuff from Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. But this time... They had the characters. They had nemesis. <laughs> and they just, like, they didn't even just barely use them. They actually made choices that are like, what, what writing room were you sat in when you sat around and said, let's make this a love story? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't realize I was going to feel so passionately about this, but I was like, They've wasted it. They ruined it. It's so bad. We have to cut it. <laughs> you've, you've nailed it. You really have nailed it. Like that is, that's what it is. Like it's, there's decisions that were made that like, can't, you can't go with them. Did they even play the games? <laughs> <laughs> you're bringing in some great characters from the series and they're like, eh. I think if you're going to take the, the material and like adapt it, but like you're saying, there's so much that they pulled directly that like you can't you can't pull all these things and then say this is a good adaptation anymore, right? Like it just doesn't work. Yeah, they just like took the stuff and like shit all over <laughs> it, basically. <laughs> so so you're saying it's a my cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I really didn't want it to be that way. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. But no. I, yeah, it was, oh, it's a cut. We have four cuts uh, on Resident Evil Apocalypse. We have three more episodes this season. Uh, before we close, I want to thank our guest, Control-Alt-Noob, for coming by. Thank you. We loved having you. Thank you. Uh, you are definitely welcome back if you want to come back for the next Resident Evil movie when we do that. Uh, where can folks find you and your lovely work on the internet? So yeah, you can find me on all of the socials, kind of, at Control Alt Noob. Um, on Twitch, where I stream like three times a week, usually Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Um, Control Alt Noob Zero and <laughs> Zero, by the way. And on YouTube, uh, just Control Alt Noob and. What do I do? <laughs> you make fun content about video games on the internet, long plays, <laughs> Twitch streams, compilation videos of PS Plus games. I mansplained you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, if people want to find uh, you on the internet, Travis, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at Travis Colnut. Come and tell me what a liar I am about this movie, I guess. Katie? They can find me on Twitter. Um, I'm Les Brack. I'm on there. I don't know. Ch- chat about things. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms. Uh, Twitter's where I do the things, mostly. Uh, if you want to listen to my other podcast called the Left Behind Game Club, you can do so. It's a video game book club podcast. We try and be uh, fun, informative, and mostly positive, kind of like this show. Yeah. Uh, you can find that on, on all major podcasting platforms. And if you want to find out more about cutscenes, uh, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at cutscenes underscore pod and at cutscenes.ca. We always close the show with a quote from the movie that we watched. And today we are going to have uh, two folks uh, give the quote this week. Uh, it's a quote between Major Kane and Alice. Who wants to be Major Kane and who wants to be Alice? I think Travis should be Alice. <laughs> uh, Laura, do you want to be Major Kane? Oh, okay. <laughs> take, take it away. 
Wait, killing me won't make these things right. No, but it's a start. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. Katie? Yeah, you said you were going to represent and then you just laid down, but it's fine. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. Dying. I can't because Travis is crying, so I'm laughing. Oh my God. I don't know why that hit you so hard. You just laid down. You laid right down. It was the delivery. It was the delivery. It was, and you just laid down. Oh my down. god! Oh, so much shame. Anyway, so yes, so much. Jeez, you did. You know you did. Anyway, you're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm Jacob McCourt, and listen to me and my co-hosts Mo Murtati and Mike Ruffalo, as well as some wonderful guests, as we go through games, large and small, old and new, to bring you funny, informative, and mostly positive discussions about them. We've got over 100 episodes in the feed, so if you wanted to take the show for a spin, download a show about one of your favorites, and let us guide you through it with our takes. Join us on our goal in every episode to make sure that each time there's one less game left behind.